Hello, and welcome back to Newfound Pod, a bite-sized podcast about Newfoundland. I'm your host, Debbie Wiseman. This is episode 20, the Royal St. John's Regatta. On August 1st, the 200th running of the annual Royal St. John's Regatta will be held. There are actually records of races being held before that date, but it's been decided that the official start year was 1818 to coincide with the 57th anniversary of King George III's official coronation. Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip even came to the regatta in 1978. Hence the name, the Royal St. John's Regatta. So what is the regatta? It's obviously changed over the years, but currently there are boat races that are held on Kitty Vitty Lake and vendors with games of chance, rides, and concession stands at Lakeside. The regatta is the oldest annual sporting event in North America. It's one of the last fixed seat rowing competitions known to exist in the world, and the only competition where teams have to round buoys, I hope I said that right, I know some people say boys, and return to the start line in order to finish the race. The first record of women taking part in the races was in 1856, but it was treated as a novelty, even though the ladies worked really hard. The next appearance on record wouldn't be until the 1940s, and Gert Reardigan, who would later be inducted into the Regatta Hall of Fame, said, It was the first time women rowed the pond in 50 years. I didn't really think about rowing, but we were down there and just decided to give it a try. There were three girls' crews and we came second. Gert kept going, rowing on and off in the 1950s and 60s, but in the 70s she wanted to try something that had never been done become the first female coxswain. It wasn't easy for her to be accepted, as you can only imagine. In 1977, she won by steering the Outer Cove crew to the Midget Championship. As time went on, women were more accepted as part of the races, and these days, the women's races actually outnumber the men's races almost two to one. I'll include links to some sites that provide tons of history on the regatta on the blog. So, I grew up on Forest Road, which is right by the lake. We lived closer to the bottom of the lake, and it was a bit of a hike to get up to the top of the lake, but it was great being able to just leave our house and walk there, as opposed to trying to find somewhere to park. The roads are closed, but we get a lot of family and friends visiting that day and using our house as a pit stop. I don't think I ever won anything at Regatta, but my older sister was always pretty lucky. One year, she won four wooden chests. Pretty lucky, but she and her friend had to carry them back to our house, which wasn't so much fun. One of us also won a giant stuffed tiger one year. This thing was almost life-size, and we kept it for quite a few years. One year, my mom even decided to get a booth there, selling hot dogs and drinks. Honestly, it was a disaster. We all worked so hard, but we didn't end up making any money. In fact, I think we lost money on it. We didn't end up in a very good spot. My dad worked with the city council, and I remember hearing stories about how they would have to go down and clean up the area the day after the regatta, and how my dad would always come home with all kinds of change that people had dropped while making their way around the lake. Once we moved down by the lake, I got it in my head one year to go up and look for coins before the council workers arrived. I didn't even have any luck with that. Newfoundland writer and historian Jack Fitzgerald 
has written extensively on the regatta. In fact, his fourth book on the subject came out just this month. I'm going to read a few short stories from the history of the regatta. The first story is called Forgotten Hero. An inmate of Her Majesty's Penitentiary in St. John's earned a pardon and early release from prison after a display of heroism at the 1884 Kitty Vitty Regatta. James Brisket was serving a jail term for assaulting a police officer, but he was allowed outside on Regatta Day to perform work on the prison grounds. A crew rowing up the pond ran into trouble near the boathouse, not the current-day boathouse, and sank. Brisket saw the boat going down and, without hesitation, went into the water in an attempt to rescue the crew. Retelling the story in a July 22, 1905 column, the Evening Telegram described Br Brisket as a swimmer to the manner born, a man of great strength. He cleaves the water with great strokes, but the rowers had pulled their last race. Although Brisket's efforts were unsuccessful, his display of heroism earned him the admiration of the people of St. John's. A petition to release him, signed by thousands, was presented to the governor. A pardon was granted, and crowds were on hand to applaud as the convict hero stepped out through the prison gates. Brisket left Newfoundland for Boston and fought with the northern troops in the American Civil War. Following the war, he engaged in business activities and returned to St. John's to attend later regattas as a wealthy man. The next story is called The Regatta of the Six Brides. Unusual circumstances were involved in the regatta of 1909. Multiple weddings at Torbay, combined with a visit to the regatta by the Roman Catholic Bishop of St. John's, had a unique impact on the fishermen's race that year. Shortly before the 1909 regatta, the six rowers of the Torbay crew were all married. The Torbay crew had not won a fisherman's race since 1900, while the Outer Cove rowers had won five, in addition to setting the 9 minutes and 13 seconds record for the old race course. The priest who performed all six weddings was a pastor to Torbay and Outer Cove communities. In a pep talk to the Outer Cove crew the day before the regatta, he acknowledged they were favored to win. He then added a comment which left the Outer Cove crew wondering what he meant. The priest announced that the bishop would be at the regatta and how nice it would be if Torbay won the fisherman's race. The Outer Cove men listened politely to their pastor, for whom they held the highest regard. However, after he had left, they wondered aloud as to what he meant by that comment. Was he suggesting that they deliberately allow Torbay to win the race? One of them recalled that the Southside crew had been barred from ever rowing in a regatta because they fixed a race on regatta day, and wondered if they would be placed in the same predicament. Finally, the big day came. While the fishermen lined up at the starting buoys for the fishermen's race, the bishop, parish priest, and the six brides gathered on the north side banks adjacent to the starting line. The big question among the few to whom the Outer Cove crew had confided their concerns was whether or not, in a close contest, they would hold back and allow the Torbay crew to win. In less than ten minutes, all speculation ended. The Outer Cove rowers chose to follow tradition and to row their best and let the best crew win. There was great excitement among spectators near the finish line, and the six brides had tears in their eyes when the Outer Cove crew crossed the finish line first, and in the time of... 9 minutes, 38.5 seconds. The story of the regatta of the six brides survived for decades, and in time was established to the point that claims were made that the priest had actually asked the Outer Cove crew to throw the race. 
Regardless, it survives as one of the many colorful anecdotes of the old St. John's regatta that help enrich its long history. And the final story is called Regatta Motto. During the 1880s, the regatta's motto was Be Temperate, Genial, and Happy. The motto was part of an effort to discourage excessive drinking and encourage people to enjoy the day at the races. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about how the races are now. During the regatta of 1885, Patty Murphy, having had far too much to drink, decided to swim across Kitty Bitty Lake. When Murphy, attired in <laughs> when Murphy, attired in coveralls and a salt and pepper hat, waded into the lake, the boats were just leaving the starting line. Constable Corporal Tim Dooley, in full uniform, dove in after Murphy and succeeded in dragging him back to shore. Nearby spectators gave the constable a round of applause. Looking at Murphy in a horizontal position on the ground, a lady nearby commented to Dooley, and the regatta's motto is to be temperate, genial, and happy, to which Dooley quipped, well, two out of three isn't bad for a Murphy. <laughs> okay, so those were just three of well over 100 stories in Jack's third book, A Day at the Races. I'll have links to his books on the blog. Since this year is a big anniversary, there's a lot of plans beyond just the day of the races. On Friday, July 27th, there's a rowers reunion, which is open to anyone who has rowed in the regatta in the past. On Saturday, July 28th, there will be the fun regatta. The fun regatta will include exhibition races, all-comers races, family races, and others, and starts at 12.30 p.m. at Kitty Vitty Lake. This will kind of be like a throwback to the original regattas. The Royal St. John's Regatta Museum will also be open that day to the public. That night, there's a movie under the stars at the Amphitheater at Lakeside. They'll be showing Back to the Future, weather permitting, of course. On Sunday, July 29th, which is also my birthday, there will be a parade, a ceremonial blessing of the lake, and the museum will again be open to the public. On Tuesday, July 31st, Regatta Eve, there's a concert and fireworks at Lakeside. And then, again, weather permitting, the regatta itself will be held on Wednesday, August 1st. This year, in addition to the races, they're planning a lunchtime concert. There will be dancers in period clothing, reenacting regatta dances, and they're going to have celebrity starters starting each race. And I've seen some of the pictures of the costumes, and they are fantastic. I have, of course, I'll have them on some of those pictures on the blog. And there's also a regatta exhibition on currently at the rooms in St. John's. Now, me personally, I won't be attending the regatta. Being in a crowd of 50,000 people in the heat is a nightmare for me and my anxiety. But if you do go, let me know on Facebook or Twitter. I'm Newfound Pod on both. And I'll be sharing photos on my social media all weekend and up to the day of the races. You can also check out the official regatta social media accounts. They've been sharing lots and lots of really interesting stuff. And I just wanted to thank everybody who supports me and the podcast, um, whether it's through emails or social media or even on Patreon. It means the world to me, and I really appreciate it more than you know. So that's it for me again, and I'll be back mid-month with another episode. Talk to you then.